Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hey, hey, Michigan maniacs. This is the Michigan Football Rant, and I am your host, Adam Brewer. This is the reaction episode, Iowa Big Ten title game. Um, but before we get into that, guys, something really exciting. Um, Autograph has sent me a bunch of Michigan versus everybody wristbands. And what I'm willing to do is for the first 10 people that go ahead and rate and review on Apple Podcast, uh, screenshot that and send it to me. Also, go ahead and subscribe to the YouTube channel. Send that to me. Uh, also, DM. I will send out ten a wristband to each person that does that, to up to the first 10, Okay. Uh, so let's get into this. Uh, interesting game, right? Um, kind of what I kind of said was going to go down in the fact that uh, day off for the defense, uh, the offense was supposed to stay mentally uh, engaged. I don't know if the offense necessarily did that. Um, the one thing that I was completely wrong is wrong in is that uh, I was I didn't think Iowa's defense was as good as it is. I thought it was like a top 15. They really are a top five. Um, yeah, they, they, I mean, they were sound. They they were great tackling-wise. I mean, they didn't overplay anything. Also, I think Michigan came in with a really kind of bland offensive scheme. Now, is that because Iowa forced that? forced it forced them to do that or was it they were willing not to show anything because they knew if they just kicked a field goal that was basically going to be the winning the winning play (laughs) you know what I mean like you didn't have to do much to beat Iowa and I think that's what Michigan was just like listen we can just do nothing we can come out as bland as possible and we can still beat this team I think that's probably more what it was now me I'll be honest, man. I kind of want all the, I want at least one game where the frills, you get like the really cool plays, you you get like the offense really clicking on all freaking cylinders. That's what I want. Just give it to me once or twice in a whole season. Like we started to see it. And then, you know, Harbaugh got suspended and it went away and we went right back to what we usually did. Now, I don't want to complain. I really don't because I I am a big fan of the run game. I love it. But I do love a great passing game as well. I just want to see some frills every once in a while. You know? I mean, just a little bit. So, obviously, we weren't going to get that against Iowa. Playing Iowa is... So effing frustrating. It, I mean, Iowa playing Iowa and also having it be on Fox with all the fucking, um, you know, timeouts, the TV timeouts and all that. I, I just, it, it's one of the more frustrating uh, TV watches ever. It really is. It is just awful. It really, I mean, I love the fact that we dominated. I loved watching our defense. Samaj Morgan, fantastic. All that was great. 
but the it seemed like every 10 seconds they were going to a freaking TV timeout and it, how do you, how does a football team ever get on a roll? How do they sustain a roll? How do you I mean <sighs> If you are down and out like Iowa was, this is perfect for you. You always want to play on Fox because they, it allows you to withstand any type of uh, onslaught, you know? I mean, for God's sakes, this is miserable watching games on Fox. It's awful. It really is awful. Um, just as bad as watching our offense last night. That was – I was – Annoyed beyond it, beyond no end with this team offensively. And I get why. That's fine. I understand they probably don't want to show anything. Okay, fine. Defensively, fantastic. So uh, some of the bright spots, right? Uh, Samaj Morgan. Uh, this kid has been an absolute delight and just so needed for this team this whole season. Has come up with big plays when we need him. Maryland, Penn State, uh, this – the. Big Ten title game. When we need a big boost, this kid seems to be the one that makes the play, and I love it. I love it. I love that. I think it was a TikTok or a Instagram reel, whatever he did, where he just went off and called people bitches or whatever. That was classic. Awesome. Made me love that kid even more. <laughs> the best, dude. I love that. So very, very happy with that. He's a Tremendous bright spot. Uh, James Turner, fantastic. That dude came in, and the best thing you can say about a field goal kicker is that you can't remember his name, right? Like he is, he's the gray man. He just shows up, does his job, and disappears, and you never have to know anything about him. Right. Moody was different because for some reason the the fan base fell in love with this guy, Moody, last year. But Turner fits the the best description of a field goal kicker. He shows up, he kicks the ball, he makes it, he disappears. You don't have to hear about him, you don't have to hear about his antics, you don't have to hear any of it. That's why Quinn Nordine was the worst. He had a leg, he had a cannon of a leg, he could kick it. All the way from Michigan to freaking Illinois you could do it, but you have to deal with him, you know, yelling at offensive linemen, do your job. All, you know, all the baloney that comes that shouldn't come with a field goal kicker came with Quinn Nordine. Awful. Very happy for James Turner. I mean, I even had to look up his name. I thought it was James Franklin. <laughs> I know that's the Penn State coach, but every time I think of the kicker, I, I for some stupid reason, I think James Franklin. Don't know why. They don't look anything alike, but that's why he's so perfect. Um, Doman uh, went head-to-head -head with the best punter in the country and I think did a very good job. Uh, we out Iowa, Iowa, you know? Oh, just but continue with the bright spots. CJ, very workmanlike day. I think he had, what, six six receptions for 80-something yards. I could be wrong on that. I think he's like six receptions for 85 yards or something. No touchdowns, obviously. Corum, you know, great. I mean, A-Train was one of my favorite Michigan running backs of all time. Loved it. Love Him, Tyrone Wheatley, for a long time, were my two favorites. Uh, to watch Corum tie that. Uh, it was a, a special moment probably for all Michigan fans, right? Just a fantastic moment. Um, I, couldn't have happened to a better kid. 
And I hope to God he breaks that record against Alabama and adds a few, if you know what I mean. So I look forward to that. I'm just so very happy for Corum. A definite bright spot on that on that offense. Um, and the whole defense. I mean, I can't really pick one player, uh, two players, three players, all the players on defense. All of them did something last night that was so worth uh, just the price of admission. I mean, once again, I mean, what can you say about Mikey Sanger still? Uh, just the absolute heartbeat of this team, of the defense. Just so thankful that he that he chose to, one, stay at Michigan, two, switch positions. I mean, the kid probably played himself into the NFL and just not only to the NFL, he probably got into the, what the first two rounds of the NFL draft. I mean, this season, uh, unbelievable. Uh, just he embodies along with, I mean, basically this whole team embodies the true definition of what I think Bo was trying to say, the team, the team, the team, uh, nobody puts themselves above the team. No one believes they're better than the team. No coach, no player, no nothing. No one is better than the team, and collectively the team can win it all. You know, just love it. I mean, the, just a love fest for this team right now. I'm so happy for them. Um, some of the, you know, the low lights of it, obviously the offensive line, I don't know what they're doing. I mean, you have to expect that there's going to be a hangover when it comes to Zinter being gone. Um, but Trente Jones, I mean, can we be disappointed in him? Sure. But the guy hasn't really played all season long. So, yeah, was he rusty? Yeah, did he make some mistakes? And I'll be honest, though, that holding call was the weakest holding call I have ever seen. Ever. That was the lame call. So I don't really blame him for that. I mean, they gave up four sacks. <sighs> Not, not, I'm not too happy with that, but also JJ probably didn't add, didn't help with any of that with how he played last night. Not a great performance from JJ. Uh, not at all. Just he did all right. All right. But I, you know, not excited by what JJ brought to the table last night. I, I, was it me or was the, uh, the field? coated in ice or something. They didn't seem like any of them could get any real footing there for a minute. I don't know what happened, but it was it was kind of weird. But um obviously the Fox TV timeouts tremendous low light. I, I already talked about it. It I want to support Fox cuz I can't stand ESPN. I can't stand them. It's they might be the worst sports television. Ever, but Fox and the way they handle these TV timeouts drives me to insanity. Um, the tight end drops, another low light, if you ask me. Loveland and Barner with some uncharacteristic drops. I mean, it could have been 24 to nothing because I really do believe if Loveland holds on to that one ball, he's gone. Uh, it, it was wide open. And if not, I mean, at least. You know, 20, we get another field goal or a touchdown out of that, whatever. But uncharacteristic drops, I just don't know if they were bored by Iowa or what, but the offense was so uninspired. I just didn't like it. I didn't like what I saw. Um, now, last one of the lowlights before we get into other stuff, Orgy. I, I 
Alex Orgy, I am a fan of Alex Orgy. Don't get me wrong. He's not the low light. The thing that I want to say is how how what they do with him is really frustrating. He has now become the Eddie McDoom of the offense. And Michigan has done this ever since Harbaugh has been there. They they find one player that they really like a play that he does. And then they run it into the effing ground. So much so that every time that person comes in, you know exactly what he's going to do when, and you know exactly what the play is going to be. And the thing is, okay, that would be fine if every once in a while they would do the opposite to trick you into believing something. Like, I don't know, maybe have Alex Orgy throw the effing ball. But, dude, it's they might as well throw a leather helmet on the kid and just run the wishbone offense because you know gosh dang well once that kid comes in he is taking it to the right and it, <laughs> that's all he's going to do and he's going to run the ball not not even act like he's going to pass so i'm not i'm not annoyed with alex orgy because i think that kid could be a stud i mean the kid is physically gifted he's a monster fast big strong i hope if he can just pass the effing ball if he knows how to do it maybe just maybe they do that against Alabama and shock the world you know what I mean I doubt it but I can hope it's I just I hate how Michigan does that they've effectively turned a stud football player into Eddie McDoom because let's face it you knew exactly what Eddie McDoom was going to do as soon as he came in it was going to be a reverse you just you knew it, and that Michigan never went away from it. Never, ever. Never used Eddie McDoom as a decoy. Never did any of that shit. And it's just very frustrating. Very, very frustrating when you see that. Uh, so, end with the lowlights. Uh, but we totally out Iowa, Iowa at playing their game of football. I mean, one, Iowa loves to punt the ball deep, trap the, trap the offense, in their own territory, force them to punt it so your offense can get better, better field position in hopes of scoring. That's exactly what Michigan did. And then in special teams, if they can kick, if they can return a kick for the touchdown, they will. I mean, this was, it was, it was Groundhog Day, or it, it had to feel like Iowa was staring into a mirror as they watched Michigan do. Everything that Iowa does, but Michigan did it better. And I mean better. I mean, it's the most boring football ever. So if you happen, yeah, Michigan scored, what, 24 points, 26 points? That's the most probably uh, Iowa has scored all season. So, yeah, they're probably like, Jesus, we can score 26 points by playing this boring bullshit? Who knew? You know, I mean, Michigan did exactly what Iowa does to other people. Their defense shut down the offense. Their punter trapped Iowa deep in their own territory. They forced Iowa to punt. Our offense did shit, did absolute shit with the ball, but then it kicked a few field goals and got lucky with a few touchdowns, right? Off of turnovers, which Iowa also does to other teams, this is... This was had to be a nightmare for the Iowa team. They had to be like, they are beating us by doing exactly what we do. It's crazy. It's crazy. It's crazy. It, it was exactly like watching. It's like it, it was nuts. I couldn't believe how well, how great of an impersonation Michigan did of Iowa. 
It was uh, off the charts. It was one of the best impressions I've ever seen by a whole team. Um, now, just getting into some kind of random thoughts, who else here uh, just believes that Joel Klatt uh, – and Gus Johnson, and I know Gus Johnson grew up a Michigan fan. He grew up in Michigan, and down DP is a Michigan guy. I get it. Is it the fact that they just they they roll so hard for Michigan outside of game day that when they call the game, they feel they have to go overboard for the other team just so people will be like, well, they're calling it fair. You know, because you watch Joel Klatt on on Cowherd, you listen to Gus Johnson on just anything, and you t- you can hear the respect. You can see that they like Michigan, but then when they call a game, you're like, I think these two player, uh, these two guys, love every team who plays against Michigan, no matter who it is. They find something that is just so amazing about this other team. Like last night, it was oh, can you imagine? He Joel Klatt even used a bow constrictor thing for Iowa. When Iowa's offense still had zero points on the board and Michigan was already up by double digits. Just deep throating so hard, the Iowa eggplant. It just it shocks me. It re- I mean, I can't figure these two out. It's so annoying. Um, but yeah, that in itself just it, also add that to the list of annoyances when it comes to Fox. And, and and how they handle college football for me it, it so annoying anyways and then oh is it me or does deacon hill look like nacho libre i know the other day i said that he looks like every car mechanic but he's every car mechanic if they were nacho libre <laughs> like it's really shocking that bad mustache and that hairdo he looks a lot like Nacho Libre. It was throwing me off. Like you put a helmet on Nacho Libre, and that's that's Deacon Hill. It's crazy. Um, he played a lot like Nacho Libre. Probably would have. Anyways, that was an awful performance. I mean, eighteen for thirty-two, one twenty, and a QBR of twenty-two point four. That poor, poor bastard. And then I think they're they're. They're running. They're uh, the running backs only got some like thirty-five total yards rushing. Great performance overall by Michigan in their defense. Um, just fantastic. Uh, oh, another random thought. Um, ESPN. What an absolute clown show, right? Now I need to go back and actually listen to. And I don't want to, but I need to go back and listen to why they picked Iowa, but. Three people picking Iowa. Now, listen, the third person was Theo Vaughn, a comic who doesn't know really anything about football, right? I love Theo Vaughn. I love his comedy. I really do. I think he's a unique comic voice that you you will not find any other stand-up comic that is like Theo Vaughn, and I appreciate that. Uh, it's just like, why, dude? Why pick Iowa? I have to go back and listen to it. Maybe he was just like, I don't know shit, Iowa, you know? But, I mean, McAfee, God, what? I mean, he's the version of a hack comic. He's a hacky comic is what he is. He, you could see what he was doing with Georgia a mile away, getting them to do the whole their whole whatever hullabaloo fight song bullshit whatever that chant was and then go 
Bama. Oh, shocker. Didn't see that one coming, McAfee. Oh, so amazing. You're so against the grain. Oh, you wear a sleeveless shirt to your podcast show. Oh, amazing. Oh, you don't like Michigan, yet your co-host is an Ohio State guy. Oh, shocker that you wouldn't like Michigan. You know, just... Such, I mean, and then you kiss the ass of every Michigan player that comes on, like Aiden Hutchinson. Oh, Aiden, let me kiss your butt some more. Dude, if you don't like Michigan, then just, you know, don't be fake about it. And he's just such a poser hack. It really, it, it, it's very annoying. Uh, annoying should be the title of this of this show right now for me. My mood is annoyed. Uh, he is so hacky. He's lame. It shocks the absolute hell out of me that that ESPN would pay so much money to have somebody with such poor uh, sports takes. I mean, what? Oh, oh, I'm cool. I'm a, I'm a punter that does funky things. Ooh, I do weird dance moves when after I punt a ball. Oh, yay. He's a punter, for God's sakes. I mean, how can the Indianapolis Colts have two idiot kickers, like Peyton Manning said about Vanderjack? How could they have two idiot kickers? I mean, at least Vanderjack liked to party and fucking had a bar. This moron just wears sleeveless shirts and says stupid shit. I mean, it's uh, it's unlistenable. He's He uh, makes my ears bleed. And then the old man Corso, I mean, man, what what would have made me laugh is uh, if Harbaugh would have come out and been like, where are you at? Where are you at, Corso? Uh, I made a meme about it. I just, you know, I never like comparing Harbaugh today ever, and I just don't want to put that out in the universe. But I definitely made a meme about that. It made me laugh for about 10 seconds until I realized, well, I was comparing Harbaugh to Ryan Day. Uh, so I didn't put it out. Um, uh, just a clown show. ESPN is a freaking clown show. I, ugh, it disgusts me. Ugh, yeah, just disgusting. I wish Desmond Howard would find another place to go. Um, but to get to give, I'll close out on this. Um, and well, actually, I'll give my thoughts about the Alabama short. What my thoughts on what the CFP is? Um, or the final rankings, but. Just to give you an idea, now I didn't realize this at the time, but Michigan in the last four games—that's a significant four-game stretch that Michigan just went through, right? Penn State, Maryland, okay, but then Ohio State and um, Iowa. Uh, I didn't realize how good those defenses were. I mean, obviously, you know, Penn State's really good, Ohio State was really good, and then I, like I said. Eh, Iowa, but overall, I, I blew my mind some of the numbers. I mean, Penn State, number one total defense. Now, this is the app I use, and I can't even remember what the name of it is. But I, I use any time you hear me use numbers, I, I'm not going to look for it now. It's too late. Anyways, uh, Penn State, number one total defense. Number three scoring defense. Ohio State, number three total defense. Number two scoring defense. I think Michigan's number three in the scoring. And then Iowa, number five total defense and number four scoring defense. So over the last four games, just take out Maryland because I didn't even bother looking what they were. Michigan played three defenses in the top five in the nation when it comes to total 
and scoring defenses. Amazing. And they still scored over 20 points, 25 points against all of them. Very impressive. Very impressive. Now, I mentioned that to say that we now are going to go up against an SEC team in Alabama. And that is to say that it is the granddaddy of SEC football teams, right? Obviously, Georgia is catapulting itself up there to be mentioned amongst one of the titans of the SEC. But when you think of just the OG originals, it is Bama by a mile, right? So we go. So it to me is encouraging to know that our offense, even though it looked like absolute stale dog shit last night, right? Um, it is good to know that they that they were the last three out of the four weeks they went up against three defenses that were in the top five in the nation in scoring and in total defense, and they scored over twenty five points each on all three of those teams. Fantastic, right? I, it makes me feel much better about where our offense is going. Now, you get J.J. healthy. You maybe teach uh, Alex Orgy how to throw the ball down the field instead of run it. And, you know, you, you get the the offensive line a little bit healthier or a little bit more engaged and focused. And I think we can really do a number on Bama. I, I'm very excited to play Bama. I love that we're going to play Bama, to be quite honest, because if we're going to win a national title, we should have to go up against the best, and there should be no question about it, right? Uh, and if, to be quite honest, man, maybe, just maybe, since we are playing Bama, it'll keep these kids engaged so they don't come out and look like complete and utter horseshit like they did against TCU. Maybe they won't believe their own press clippings, right? Maybe they won't because it is Alabama. It is an SEC original badass team that you have to take seriously. So maybe they don't get a chance to really sniff their own farts and think it smells like honey. You know what I mean? Like there's a lot of things that's going to force these young men to stay engaged, to take this game seriously, which I don't think they did last year. I think they really believe that they just have to show up and they're going to beat TCU because TCU backed the fuck in and they were just, or should be happy to be there. You know, when Harbaugh was off playing, you know, footsie with the NFL, you know, playing just the tip with numerous NFL football teams. So he wasn't there to keep them on the, on the straight and narrow. So, Hopefully now, this is what scares me, is Bama doesn't necessarily scare me as much as the four weeks off scares me. If Michigan was playing Bama, like, say, next week, all in, can't wait to see what happens, and I think Michigan has a very good chance of winning. I still think Michigan has a very good chance of winning, but it scares the life out of me that is happening four weeks from now. We have an awful, awful, awful postseason record under Harbaugh. Awful. We have not won a postseason game since 2015. And I know you can say most of the ones that we've been in, 2016, still hungover, upset about losing the JT short game uh, against Ohio. Um, 2017, we just weren't very good uh, against uh, South Carolina, I believe. 2018 and 2019, you know, just still getting beat down by Ohio State, not being focused towards the end, and you can't play 
the Bama and whoever else we or jo- ah, we played somebody else, and then Georgia just kicked the shit out of us in that in that first playoff game, and then you know we we went into the TCU game playing the first half or at least the very first quarter with our heads squarely up our own butts. So doing all that makes me nervous, right? I'm excited that it's Bama because I am hoping because Bama looms so large in the landscape of college football that it forces Michigan to take this seriously. So that's what I think. I think Florida State got completely jacked. They 100% just got screwed over. Um, I, You know what I mean? Like I, I just, as soon as tra- uh, Jordan Travis went down, Florida State was screwed. Absolutely screwed because their backup quarterback came in and didn't blow out Florida and they didn't blow out Louisville. Now, if they would have blown out both those teams, I think they could have probably saved it. But you know damn well the committee was not about to exclude an SEC team as much as I think they should have, right? As much as I think they should have. They should have excluded them. But it wasn't going to happen without good cause. And they... And Florida State did not force them to have to pick them, you know. Be undeniable, as I was told so many times, and just anything that you do, right? You want to be so good, you are undeniable. And, you know, not because, not, you know, it's a real shit thing, man. Florida State was undeniable until their quarterback went down. And as unfair and as, as stupid as that is, that gave the committee a reason not to pick them. So in, in an era of power five conferences, five power fives, you know, five power fives, duds in the fucking name, Adam, you know, in the, in the era of power five conferences, every year one conference gets screwed. Usually it's the big 12 or the Pac-12 without fail. The committee loves to screw over the Pac-12 or the Big 12. But this year, the Big, the Big 12 and the Pac-12 did exactly what I said. They made themselves undeniable. Washington with back-to-back wins against, uh, well, not back-to-back, but, you know, two wins against Oregon, um, seven straight one, one possession games, you know, still undeniable. You can't say that or that Washington didn't earn their way into this. Texas beating Alabama, crushing everyone else in the Big 12 when they needed to crush teams in the Big 12, made themselves undeniable. Michigan made themselves undeniable by facing in the last four weeks, three of those weeks without their head coach and also playing three of the top five defenses in the country. Three in the top five, made themselves undeniable. Florida State didn't. Made themselves deniable, and what happened, they got denied. So that's it, guys. Once again, hey, listen, um, please go and uh, rate and review. Uh, Leave a review. Take a screenshot. Go to YouTube. Also take a screenshot as you like and subscribe. Send those to me. DM those to me with your uh, address, and I will send the first 10 people who do that Michigan versus everybody wristbands, all courtesy of Autograph. And also, if you haven't, download the Autograph app. It is free. Use 
Use a uh, uh, reference or referral code MFRANT or F, yeah, Michigan Football Rant. Oh, yeah, it's Rant. Um, use that as a referral code to help me out, and I will send you a free Michigan versus everybody wristband. All right? It is great to be a Michigan Wolverine. And forever and always, guys, go blue.